0: If you like sports talk with absolutely no sports talk, welcome to the latest edition of the Just Not Sports podcast. This is the show where I talk to the people who play and cover sports about anything they like just not sports. And on today's show, yet another Olympic champion. That's right, Michelle Carter, gold medalist shot putter in Brazil and also the self-described shot diva. Yes, Michelle is not just an athlete. She is also a trained makeup artist. So we will break it all down, the art and science of applying makeup the ways that athletes and celebrities are redefining what beauty means in the modern world, and of course, the pressure of applying a makeup to a bride on the day of the wedding. We get into it. I'm your host, Brad Burke. I'm a sports marketer in Chicago. Welcome back to this season of Just Not Sports. Really having a lot of fun with the interviews thus far. Rick Pitino, Eddie George, Natalie Coughlin, Sean Fennessy. Last week, Becky Sauerbrunn from the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, got a lot of great feedback from that. Becky's just a lot of fun to talk to. We broke down Ready Player One. We broke down what it's like to come home from practice and have your boyfriend find you, uh, binging the new Zelda uh, unshowered in the dark (laughs) for hours at a time. Really enjoyed talking to Becky. Okay, on with this week's show because at the end of this interview, I've got a very special treat for you. So Michelle Carter, you may remember her as the gold medal winning shot put champion from the 2016 Olympic game. She's a she's a woman after my own heart. You know, me coming from the branding side, she's very successfully branded herself the Shot Diva. (laughs) Go to ShotDiva.com or follow her on any of her handles or or Shot Diva. And she's done a really interesting job of blending her natural athleticism with her passion for beauty and for makeup. Because on the side, after after some encouragement from friends... You know, Michelle decided to get trained as a makeup artist. So she went out, took the classes, and now she's someone that you know. When she's not competing, might be going out and making up someone before their wedding or before a big event, or helping her friends get all decked out, ready for a party. Or, as you may have noticed, if you follow her, uh, trying new makeup things on when she's competing. She's a very modern athlete in how she blends her natural femininity with also her uh, natural athleticism and fierce competitive side. So we break it all down. We break down how she got into it, at what age was it okay to wear makeup in her house, which I'm going to talk about more in a second. We talk about... Um, how she decides to wear makeup when she's competing. We talk about, uh, the, again, the pressure to deliver for a bride on her big day. It's a really fun conversation, and we think you're really going to enjoy it. And one of the reasons I I, I really want to do this now is because of my five-year-old daughter, Charlie, uh, a.k.a. Charlotte. I call her Charlie. Sorry. I'm like the last person that calls her Charlie, <laughs> but I'm not giving it up. So my daughter for Halloween wanted to go as this the random um, generic costume we we walked by in a store called Bat Queen, which is just like a little black costume with pink accents and like a little cape and some bat ears, and it just says Bat Queen. And I'm like, come on, let's let's all go as superheroes together, or let's do something coordinated. My daughter was just not having it. No, she wants to be Bat Queen. So like, I don't know, like a week after we buy this thing, my wife, I, I get home and my wife says. Honey, I realized why she wants to be the Bat Queen. And I said, Why? And she goes, Because she wants to wear makeup like the little girl on the uh, on the cover of the package. And I pick up the package, and man, here's like this like preteen, dressed as Bat Queen, wearing makeup, like a full face of makeup. And I just look at my five-year-old daughter, and it's one of those dad moments where your heart just sinks. And you go, Oh my God, like my daughter's growing up so fast she wants to wear makeup. So after the interview with Michelle, for my distraction this week, that's right, the one, the only, Charlie Burke is coming on the podcast. I taped with her to break down why exactly she wants to wear makeup and when exactly mom and dad should let her do it. And let me tell you something, interviewing a five-year-old, not the easiest thing to do in the world. (laughs) They don't sit still. They don't pay attention. All they want to do is tell jokes all I want to do is like hit you with as much information as possible and then grab the Roku remote and get away. <laughs> so you will have some fun, I think, trying to hear me keep up with uh, w- with Charlie and explore the depths of her desire to grow up way faster than her parents are comfortable with. Enjoy the interview. Enjoy the supplementary quasi attempt at an interview <laughs> with my daughter. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter or Gmail or wherever, JustNotSports, at Gmail, JustNotSports on Twitter, JustNotSports on Instagram. uh, With any other show ideas uh, for the remainder of the season, for the remainder of the year, enjoy the interview. I've got a five-year-old daughter who we recently realized the reason she picked out her Halloween costume uh the or the one that she did was because the girl on the box was wearing makeup so now she's pushing us i want to start wearing makeup i want to start wearing makeup <laughs> and my wife and i are freaking out we don't know what to do with this so let me ask you when, when did you first get when did you first find yourself drawn uh to 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 makeup and 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 do you have any advice for me like I, i'm trying to delay this but do i just need to kind of like get over it and realize like kids grow up fast nowadays like uh get over yourself dad
1: well, I'm going to say totally give over yourself because I do believe there's boundaries in makeup for kids, but I was trying to put on my mom's makeup at a young age. I was when she had lipstick on her lips, I would kiss her on the lips so I can get lipstick on my lips. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trick. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Mommy, I was, she told me I would say, Mommy, kiss, and then I would kiss her trying to get lipstick on. So I've always been drawn to makeup. I mean, it happens. But then as I um, grew up, um, one, one of the rules was I couldn't wear makeup outside the house. Oh, okay. So until she felt like I was um, old enough. I think by the time the first time I really wore makeup outside the house, I was probably 15 years old.
0: Oh wow! I mean, so that, yeah. they 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 fended you off pretty good there.
1: <laughs> they they did. You know, the most I could do was some lip gloss. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> well, what
0: when did you when did you really start developing a? I guess what I would call a personal style or just a? I guess um, maybe a just a. a maybe a preference or an ideology about about w- what you were ultimately drawn to and just what your personal style yeah. was going to be.
1: See, I was turning one years old, and my mom was telling me that for my one-year-old birthday party, she had me like in the cute little matching pants and shirt, and that's what I had on. She told me that I kept going to the closet, pulling out this white, um, what you call it, white, um, Ruffle dress, <laughs> and I kept the dress trying to put the dress on. And she was like, No, you can't wear this one, you're gonna wear this. But she said, I kept putting the dress on, so she just put the dress on me. I had on like the ruffle gloves and all the whole outfit with the white ruffle socks. And then I, had, I was like happy with my outfit, but then I was out there rolling in the dirt with the boys. <laughs> so <laughs> at a young age, I always um, wanted to wear what I wanted to wear. And always had my own opinion about it.
0: How has your style or, and your, I guess, your own just sense of taste evolved over the years? And, and what would you describe your, your, your personal makeup preferences or your personal style as now? How would you define it?
1: Um, I like to be classic. I don't like to be too trendy because trends come and go. But I always want to be able to look at my pictures and you almost really can't tell what year it is.
0: That's a good rule. When did you start to notice? I mean, clearly, being a um, you know an a you know Olympic champion athlete, you are um, known for sports. But when did you first start to notice that you had influence on others uh, with your platform? They were maybe turning to you for beauty, turning to you for makeup, for style.
1: I noticed it in two thousand eight. Actually, um, of course, after I made my first Olympic team and I started getting messages from people because this is when social media is starting to take off um I would get messages here and there but in 2012 everything really made a shift realizing that people are really watching me that people are really keeping up with my career because when I was in high school reading have social media you only had to keep up with um people in the papers Right. But then in 2012, I started to see that difference. And then, of course, in 2016, that's when I knew that <laughs> everything that I was going to do or everything that I do or put on social media is going to have some kind of influence mm-hmm. um, on somebody from all the responses that I receive from people after one who's watched me for years, knowing that I've had that impact on them. So like, even in 2008, Um, I remember going out with some of my girlfriends and we were at the Olympic Village and they went to get dressed. I went to get dressed. They came downstairs and they were waiting on me. Of course, I'm the last one ready. And (laughs) I come downstairs and I have a face full of makeup on. My hair is curled and I have on a dress and some heels and I get downstairs and they have on jeans and a T-shirt. With tennis shoes. <laughs> and I looked at them. I said, Where are y'all going? And they looked at me and said, Um, where are you going? I was like, Well, well you told me we were going out. And I was like, We are. I'm like, that's like that? <laughs> yeah. And then from that day on, um, everybody was sharing each other's clothes, where it was like getting dressed up, people were asking me to do their makeup. And from that day it just kind of took on from there every year. Um Everybody was dressing up more and more. I convinced more throwers, especially the throwers, to at least pack a pair of heels because you never know when you're gonna need them. <laughs> and <laughs> it was just like this—this this little things over time that um, I've I, I've been able to, I guess you could say, influence some of my friends just to like, you know, it's okay to get dressed up from time to time Just this feel pretty cuz that's what you want to do cuz that's what I do
0: right and i think i think the story goes that in 2008 when you were kind of you, you know your friends were asking you to, to do their makeup somebody suggested to you you should be doing this professionally right can you can you give us a little bit about how you transitioned from someone who just had a passion for this to someone who is actually trying to to grow a a a business and a professional brand out of
1: well, yeah, I, I was just doing it because I, I enjoyed it. But then when, uh, actually it was Aretha, um, Aretha Hill. She's a, She was a discus thrower and she said, Michelle, you should, should get paid for doing this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think about getting paid to put on makeup. And I just remember well, as soon as I came back home for the off season, I wanted to find me a makeup class so I could learn how to do it on other people better. And from that point on, just because fashion and beauty has always been a part of my brand, it it kind of just started sticking more because, because of social media, people can see it more. They can see on my Facebook how I like to dress. And when I do my makeup, I post those pictures. And I think that kind of just actually kind of took a life on its own because here you have this girl throwing this heavy rock and some dirt, but she has on a face full of makeup. Like that <laughs> is not seen much. Right, and,
0: and you, when you started to take the classes, um, what w- what was the most? I guess you would say like what were you expecting, and maybe what was the most um, unexpected challenge that you faced when you when you shift into to really learning the the, the craft of
1: it? Um, I guess I guess the biggest thing for me is I realized that I was better at it than I thought because for me um, complexion matching is um, It's a major deal for me, like able to match people's complexion, finding colors that match their skin. And especially being a woman of color, that's Mm -hmm. always a concern for me. But I always want to make sure that whoever I do makeup on, that I'm able to match their skin color. And so when I went to that class and we have multiple women that you're able to apply makeup on, and I realized that I'm able to match everybody's skin color pretty well. That showed me that, oh, Michelle, you really might have something here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that kind of like really um, gave me a boost of confidence. Like, OK, so if I when I do do makeup, I can actually really believe that I have a gift for it.
0: When you start doing makeup for other people on big events, like a wedding or something like that, how do you how do you describe the level of pressure you feel having to come through for somebody else on their big moment?
1: Oh my goodness, I am always so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so nervous. I, I like to do a practice run. And I even write down all the products I use on their face when and where, especially if it's for a wedding. If it's just for a regular event, you know, that's different. But for a wedding, I want them to look the way that they want to look. And I'm nervous the whole time because until they look at the mirror and they tell me they like it, you know, I don't know if they're going to like it because they can change their mind that day. And I just kind of take my time. I, I try not to go too bold unless I know it's what they want. And then any changes, I'm always open for change. People want to look the way they want to look. I can see them looking one way, but how they see themselves is that's what's important.
0: The level of pressure, I mean, do you, do you get more nervous Competing yeah. on your own versus, uh, you know, when you're out in the field and, and, and throwing, like, do you get more nervous at a high profile event or do you get more nervous when it's like, hey, I'm ceding that control, someone else is relying on me, this is more unnerving?
1: Actually, I think when, it, when I'm, I think I put more pressure on myself when I set a goal for myself yeah. <laughs> versus knowing that people are depending on me because I know if I do my best, that's all I can do. But for me if i'm trying to hit a certain mark or i'm trying to be consistent with a certain number of throws over a certain distance like that puts more pressure on me than anything else
0: <laughs> yeah well when you started shot diva and you start to really think about growing your your brand in in beauty in makeup what what is your, ultimately your ambition for where you want to take this? Because um, because clearly you you've you've gained a great reputation for it. There's there been a lot of media coverage about this, you know, especially coming off of the gold medal uh, that was talking about this side of your 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 um you know your your, your personal life. But how are you hoping to really grow this uh, for the long term?
1: For the long term. Um of course, I really want a makeup line. Um, that's something that I I really want. But with the whole makeup and beauty aspect of my brand, I want this to be part of. Um, I'm more of a confidence building step because I I do believe at the end of the day, um, how you take care of yourself is uh, is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And I don't want it just to be about how you look. But I feel like beauty and makeup is all part of extras on how to make yourself feel better um but at the end of the day great makeup doesn't look great if you don't take care of your skin and then you know with that taking care of your skin is making sure you wash your skin and exfoliate your skin and moisturize your skin because a great foundation is great to anything and i want that foundation to be built not just on the outside but on the inside as well
0: you know, you've been really great about talking about the body positivity movement and just and just setting um, positive examples for people to, like you said, take care of themselves and feel comfortable in their own skin. I feel like that's been a growing, uh, a, a sort of a groundswell of a movement over the past decade. How do you feel uh, in terms of the impact that those positive messages are having on young people, especially young women that, that you encounter?
1: I believe it's freeing because knowing that I could be comfortable being me that the standard is changing because there always been one standard of beauty. You got to be thin and you have to look a certain way. Your hair has to be a certain way. That's what's beautiful. But what's really beautiful is the uniqueness that everybody has. Cause when, and if everybody looked the same, it would be boring. Yeah. But the fact that I can appreciate, um, someone who has, Um, blue eyes, but then I can also appreciate the person who has brown eyes and see their beauty, and the person who has curly hair and appreciate their curly hair but also can appreciate the straight hair. Just finding those little things about people that makes them unique is the same things that make them so beautiful, and I think that with this movement, people are able to see those things within themselves and say that they're beautiful and mean it, because now they can see a range of people who look like them or look similar to them that's embracing their beauty, and it gives them permission to embrace their beauty.
0: You're also someone who I think has has done a really effective job of, of on your own terms, blending your athleticism and your femininity. And I, I have a, I had a number of women on the show, um, and we, we've talked about just kind of, how they have tried to kind of claim ownership over the way they want to define um, that balance between uh, them as, a, as an, as an athlete, th- their strength, their, 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 their muscles, their, you know, their athleticism, and then also their femininity. And, and, you know, you talk about like being out there competing and, and wearing makeup when you choose to. So can you, how did you find the the balance of that? And, and to your point about freeing, how freeing is it for you to be able to set Uh, That balance on your own terms versus uh, adhering to preset standards, uh, you know, from someone else.
1: Yeah, for me, I just know that what people wanted me to look like wasn't what I wanted to look like. Because even in high school, I had a ritual. I got my hair done before I tracked me. My nails were done before I tracked me, and that was before I could wear makeup. So I couldn't wear makeup at that time. But by the time I got to college, you know, I I still kept the same thing. My hair was done. My nails were done. Um, then I was able to wear makeup and then, I'll wear a little bit more makeup because I looked at it. Like I want, I'm going out here to perform my best. And for me to be feel my best, I want to look my best. I don't want to go out mm-hmm. there and my hair is not in place and I got to worry about my hair. Then I have to worry about how my clothes fit and I don't want to have to worry about those things. So I, I compare it to how people get ready for work when they're when they have a corporate job. They're going to put on the nice suit. They're going to comb their hair. They're going to get themselves t- together so they can feel good when they walk into the office. It's the same thing. I'm going to work. So when I'm going to go to work, I want to feel my best. because I'm about to go to work and kill it. So <laughs> that's how I prepare myself. And I've always just kept that mindset because that's the way that I like to feel. And it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel confident. I know that at the end of the day, I look good. I feel good. So I'm going to do good.
0: What's the key to keeping makeup on when you're like in intense heat and it's sweaty?
1: Man, (laughs) I'm still finding that balance. But (laughs) um, for me, (laughs) less is more. I don't wear as much makeup when I'm out there competing. I tend to just kind of focus on my eyes um, and put on some lashes and some lipstick. Everything else I know is going to come off, but that's why one of the things I am looking to create um, my own makeup line to find something that would stay on better during those times in competition.
0: Yeah. Well, here, we'll tell our audience to take get out the pen and paper, take some notes, because I want to ask you your thoughts on some trends and some tips and, the, and that kind of stuff. Number okay. one, what... What it's like the most common mistake you think most women make w- when we talk about just overall with makeup?
1: I think people are scared to use color. Hmm. And I think that you, anybody can use colors. Sometimes how you use colors and how you place the colors um, may make a difference. But for like, for lipstick, for some women feel like they can't wear bright color lipsticks, but you can, it may look better if you put like a darker liner underneath it and then it will look better up against your skin. So i say, don't be scared. Don't be afraid of color, use color and just find out how to make that color look good on you.
0: Have you ever had like a particular like big time regret where you tried something or maybe got into a phase with something and now you look at the old pictures and you go, "What was I thinking?"
1: Oh man, uh, <laughs> I guess back in high school it was a big thing to wear like real, real dark brown liner or even black liner on your lip. And I look back on those pictures <laughs> and all I could do is laugh. Like you see this dark liner and just lip gloss, and that was it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all did we all did crazy stuff in high school i mean uh, yeah th- that are, that's unjustifiable how about like do you have a certain like secret weapon like are you someone that says if you've got the right this or the right that you can you can balance out a lot of different looks or or if there is there one thing that you you keep on you all the time because you know if you if, if you need if you need to like a go to something or a go to pop yeah. or whatever like what, what's your secret weapon
1: my secret weapon is lashes. Oh okay. I feel that lashes take every look to the next level. So even on my uh, most casual days, if I want to glam it up just a little bit, a little bit of eyeliner and a pair of lashes I always do the trick for me. I love lashes.
0: <laughs> do you have like favorite products or maybe like hidden gem stuff that you find that people anyone can find just down at the at the corner Walgreens that you that you swear by?
1: yes actually there's um i like target's one of my favorite stores Like <laughs> <laughs> you can always find a target and there is this um a makeup line her name is Haley, and i really like it and it's a foundation you can get for eight dollars and the color range is amazing and i've been telling people about it and they have never even noticed it until i told them about it now that they're able to go get it it's it's amazing it keeps stays on your face it's a night nice matte matte finish like that's an amazing line and um that's one of my go-tos when i'm shopping for people for makeup or suggesting um makeup for people that has a great color ranges go to go to target you'll find it
0: one of my colleagues told me to um ask you about your take on microblading pro con um, like where do you, where do you stand
1: uh, i'm not a fan of it because it is a delicate situation it's on your face and it can't and it, even though it's semi-permanent if they cut too deep some women's skin doesn't heal well some people keloid some people scar badly and i just wanted people to be cautious when they're taking um when they when they are on these beauty trends like you can really damage your face to make sure you do your research um, about who you go to or just not do it at all. I'm not a fan of it because one wrong move can mess up your face forever.
0: How about who who influences you? We talked about your own influence in beauty with with, with your fans and followers. Who do you turn to for, for new looks or new inspiration?
1: Uh, there's this girl that I follow on YouTube. Her name is Jackie Aina. <laughs> and I... I've followed her YouTube for years because one thing that she has been fighting for is um, more color range in people's lines. Because for years for me to find makeup was hard to find a foundation that could match my skin color. Mm-hmm. And one thing she's been very vocal about and fighting for uh, in the makeup world is adding more colors. Cause I can go to, um, most makeup lines and my, my skin color is the darkest they'll carry. And if, and sometimes it's not even dark enough for me. And with that, it's really opened up the world to so many women to explore more with makeup because at first I couldn't find any foundations that could really fit my skin. So all I could really do was play with my eyes, but now I have more options and foundations that match my skin. So now I have more product to play with, and who won? Who wouldn't want more? More oh, excuse me, who wouldn't want more options?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, and 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 what do you want? What do you want to see more of from the beauty industry in general? Like, where do you think they have room to grow and improve?
1: Well, that's, let me think. That is a really good question. I think, in general, that makeup doesn't always have to cover up stuff. Hmm. A lot of women think that, well, I could put on makeup so I don't have to look my, like myself. I think that in some industries and in some people's line, that's what they go for. But I think we do need to start looking in the beauty industry about accepting uh, what's, what's normal beauty. Not normal beauty, but um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a more natural beauty. Gotcha. Like for me, I when I do makeup on people, I still want you to look like you at the end of the day.
0: Your website has a really nice line where you talk about yourself as a beauty enhancer, and I like that. It's like you said, it's it's about accentuating what what somebody is bringing to the table, not uh, you know transforming them into something that doesn't look like them.
1: Yes, I, I, I think that important in the beauty industry because if we're trying to change what they have then they mean at the end of the day we're still denying who they are right so by accepting or um, accepting more natural beauties is people that they can accept what they already have and what they bring to the table and i could just add a little bit of this and a little bit of that and i just took myself to the next level but but i still look like me
0: Well, what's next for you uh, in in this space? I mean, where where are you planning to to? Where can I guess? Where can fans uh, and followers of yours, uh, you know, interact with you uh, and and sort of uh, uh, you know just evolve with with whatever you're bringing to the table business wise?
1: Well, yes, of course, my website is always a good place to go to, which is ShotDiva.com. And also anything social media, I'm Shot Diva on everything, (laughs) Instagram, (laughs) Twitter, Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find that you can always keep up with what I'm doing and what's coming up next.
0: Alright, well thank you so much for joining. This was great. And uh when when my daughter gets old enough to uh you know to to have makeup on when she's thirty-five, I'm gonna send right? her to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I got>
0: her. <laughs> Life's just one big jump shot. One big jump on, the or you might be all cash money. So try to maintain and refrain from the strength and don't get lost in the salt. Don't get caught up in it. Life's just one big jump shot. One you need the or you might be all. Try to maintain and refrain from the strain and don't get lost in the souls.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got big Malik silly,
0: Alamo with the a- And we are back. In the sports world, athletes, coaches, media, they all do interesting things, and then we, the fans, tell them, stop being interesting. Just get back to watching game film because you're being a distraction to the team. That's ridiculous. Life is just work and the things that distract us from from work. So on this show, I celebrate distractions by telling you what's been distracting me. And this week, I have a very special guest for my distraction. So, uh, with me in studio right now, uh, please tell us your name.
2: I'm Charlotte Burke, but people just call me Charlotte.
0: Oh, well, what does Daddy call you?
2: Charlie. (laughs) Nickname, because I don't like Daddy calling me my nickname because that's a little creepy and that's a little... And being a little creep right now <laughs>
0: So I'm being a creep right now Calling you Charlie, huh? Do
2: you want to hear a joke?
0: Well, I guess this is all about you, okay? Whatever, Whatever's on your timetable, go ahead
2: How long do the cows sleep for? How long? Moo fa- cows in years
0: Moo cows in years? Yeah You crack yourself up, oh, don't you? Okay, well, jokes aside, let's get back to the topic at hand. We had Halloween not long ago. Would you, uh, would you dress as for Halloween, Bat Queen? And what is Bat Queen? And I mean this very literally, because when I saw this, hold on, when I saw this costume, I was like, seriously, what is this costume?
2: It's a bat that's a queen.
0: So Bat Queen to me read as a generic character. Uh, I couldn't figure it out. It was just sort of this random, nebulous Halloween creation. Uh, but you were super excited to, to wear that costume, right? What did you like about the costume? Actually, tell everyone what did it look like and why were you so excited to wear it?
2: Well, it had some wings and some black things and some pink. And, and I was wearing makeup. And lipstick, and my mom let me spray my hair, so that's awkward.
0: <laughs> it's awkward.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so why did you want to get the costume?
2: Because it, mommy said I could have makeup and spray my hair and have lipstick.
0: So because you saw a, a little girl, like you're five, so you saw a girl who was probably what, eight, nine, ten? Twelve. My wife's looking at me like 12. You saw a girl on the cover of this costume who was 12 who was wearing makeup and you said, I want to wear that makeup, right? Yes. And then you told mom and dad that and we had uh, simultaneous heart attacks, didn't we?
2: And I told everyone in my class that I'm going to spray my hair, wear makeup, wear lipstick. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh is right. So why, you're five years old, why do you want to wear makeup so bad?
2: Because every mom gets to wear makeup, but not little girls like me. But I really wanted to wear makeup with my costume, so what?
0: <laughs> so, help me understand, because on my show this week, we had a woman who is an athlete, a, an Olympic champion, one of the best athletes in the world.
2: So, when I was at school today, I was in my line, and then I turned to the front again, On my left. And nobody was in the line but people walking up to the door. Go on. Like nobody was in their other lines. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So um, how did that pertain to what we were talking about?
2: What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) We're talking about your makeup and your costume.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: So we had this athlete on. We were talking about what was the right age for someone to be wearing makeup all the time. So... I think the right age for you to be wearing makeup all the time is when you're 72 years old. I think that's the right, the right you know, phase of your life. And then it's like full clown makeup. It's just like all over the place, right?
2: We shouldn't be like that highest number because then you would have to wait as long and long and long and long and so long you wouldn't even cry all day and you would cry all day and you could cry all day and you can't even stand having makeup.
0: <laughs> what what age do you think you should be wearing makeup? One and a half. <laughs> one and a half, huh? What did mommy tell you about when you should be wearing makeup?
2: She never told me.
0: She never told you? Well, mommy told me to ask you what did uh you say when you saw mommy wearing lipstick one time?
2: Oh I told her that she looked like Grammy. <laughs>
0: Did she like that? No. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, Mom, should I pull you in on this? When when do you think uh, she should start wearing makeup? 27. By the way, every time I put the mic in front of either one of my wife or my daughter, they get so clenched up, they do not want to talk normally, I just can't quite understand it. All right, so what's the pull? Why do you want to wear makeup?
2: Because every grown-up or older kid or big kid gets to wear makeup, but little big kids can't even wear makeup, so I wanted to wear makeup for my costume. I was going crazy with it!
0: (laughs) You certainly were. So it's really just about trying not to... You just want to do something that older people do and something that, uh, that you're not really allowed to do yet. Yes. I don't understand how kids can instantly recognize the things that adults do that they they don't want them to do and go right there, and yet the things that adults want them to do, because adults would do it, like go to bed early, uh, or spend less time <laughs> chasing people around their house. Uh, anyway, okay, speak up a little bit more. Okay, so what was our initial idea for a Halloween costume?
2: You were going as bunnies.
0: No, oh, you wanted us to go as bunnies, didn't you? Yes. Why did you want us to go as bunnies?
2: Because they're super cute!
0: They're super cute, aren't they?
2: What, you wanted me to speak up, so I speak to- up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you said, let's go as bunnies, and Daddy said to Mommy, I, don't, I really don't put my foot down in this house, but I'm not going as bunnies, a family of bunnies for Halloween. We're going to do something cooler. <laughs> Mommy and Daddy decided to go as Mavis and Johnny Stein from Hotel Transylvania, because you love that movie, right?
2: Mommy and Daddy decided to go with, me with no, no, you, don't, you don't have
0: to repeat that.
2: <laughs> no, no, you don't have to repeat that.
0: <laughs> I walked right into that.
2: I woke, I rocked right into that.
0: <laughs> Daddy, I want to go to bed early.
2: Daddy, I want to go to bed early.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. <laughs> okay, this is quickly de-evolving. So, long story short, kids want to wear makeup. The reason why seems to be to look older and do something they're not supposed to do yet. And let's end with a joke. Charlie, I heard you had a really funny joke.
2: What does the cow say when they there's the traffic jam? What? Please move over.
0: <laughs> it's a rare gift in life to love your own jokes the most, but I'm glad the apple didn't fall far from the tree on that one. I'm
2: glad the apple didn't fall far from the tree on that one. <laughs>
0: How about this? Okay, since you're repeating me, how about let's let's end with some shout-outs.
2: Okay, how about we lend out with some shout-outs?
0: Shout out to Michelle Carter, Olympic gold medalist. Um, shout, out shout out to Michelle.
2: Shout out to Michelle.
0: Say she's the shot diva.
2: She's the shot diva. <laughs> Mommy is a creep and she's sitting on the couch when she has in the mouth. She always does a pound.
0: Okay, hey, say, booty wrappers, stay booty.
2: Booty wrappers, stay... Glasses. <laughs> booty wrappers, stay sitting in the chair.
0: <laughs> okay, one last time, get it right. Booty wrappers, stay booty.
2: Booty rappers, stay feeling. <laughs>
0: okay, one last time. Seriously, Charlie, for real. Booty rappers, stay booty.
2: Booty rappers, stay mommy. <laughs> Actually,
0: do it one last time. Booty rappers, stay booty.
2: Seriously, do it one last time.
0: <laughs> booty rappers, stay booty.